Welcome to the Krista and Ed Show. This is where we are going to document our journey on everything partnership in love and in business. We are not holding anything back, guys. So if you want to learn about online marketing and what goes on in an everyday life of a husband and wife, making these thing, two things work together, make sure you follow us. And guess what? Everything's going to be all right and okay. Hi, everybody. It's the Krista and Ed Show, and I'm Ed. And Krista. How's it going? We're so excited. We have Jadine Bergstrom, and she hails from North Dakota, and she's a serial entrepreneur. You had a flower shop that you ran for 13 years in Colorado. You had a, a landscape design business in Kansas. You uh, had a restaurant in North Dakota. In fact, you've pivoted many times. And it sounds like, I mean, before the interview, we kind of chatted briefly. It's like you kind of have followed where and have flourished where the economy is good. And if things were not working out, a lot of people would just kind of tap out and say, I'm going to get a job somewhere. But instead, you're like, no, I'm going to move to a different state and open a whole new business and a whole new niche. And then, uh, and then kind of have done that your whole career. And it all started, um, you were a farm gal and uh, um, was raised to basically make everything. And uh, you told us this funny joke about the fact that you had never seen, um, was it tomato, um, tomato soup? Or, oh, okay. It was in a jar. You're like, oh my God, we always make that stuff. But anyways, <laughs> we're so excited to have you. And I know Krista's been following you and you guys have been following each other for several years. And now you're launching a virtual summit. So love to hear more about that and your story. So welcome to our show. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm so excited and I hope that I can add value to, you know, your tribe. And um, as well, I know my tribe uh, will get a lot out of you guys as well. And so um, I'm just humbled that you guys um, asked me to be on your podcast. So um, my journey, you know, I think you just, I guess one part I missed out on is, um, you know, we did raise five daughters and that whole journey of everything. And um when I was pregnant with my first daughter, all of a sudden I got a lump on the side of my um, neck. And, um, you know, just not really thinking about it. my ear was kind of messing around with it. And my doctor looked at it and he was like, yeah, we need to look at that a little bit closer. Well, it ended up being a cancerous tumor in my product gland. And um, that um, we knew had to be taken out. So she was born in September and you know how, you know, having a baby, you don't really want to go into another surgery. So I was procrastinating. Finally, it was the end of the year, December. And they were like, um, okay, like on the 27th, you know, we've got an opening and with insurance and everything, you're like, okay, let's do this. And so, um, found out it was cancerous and here I was, you know, 23 years old, baby in my hand. Oh my God, I got cancer. You know, what's going on here? Um, but through that experience, um, I realized that you are never guaranteed tomorrow and you just never know what's going on. So I just adapted to um, live today like it's the last day. And so I've always been open to whatever experience is there. And that's really, you know, been a guidepost for me. Um, and it's interesting because like, you know, I would, five kids, 
oh, road trip, let's pack up and go, you know, and didn't have a problem with that. But it's interesting now that they're adults. Um, I've got some introverts that, you know, I like, I got to schedule two weeks in advance to go see my granddaughter because <laughs> I think I packed him up too many times <laughs> and, you know, in a whirlwind and said, we're going here. And uh, so that's been kind of interesting. You're like, oh, maybe I didn't do all that good of, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, my kids got a lot of experiences. We didn't let, you know, when you're raising five kids financially, you know, that's a struggle, but we didn't let that hold us back. Um, you know, we just did what we could do at the time and um, made everything happen. So um, they got some pretty phenomenal experiences for, you know, having five kids and, yeah. um, you know, just the entrepreneurial part of it. Like I said, I grew up on a farm and I just, I assumed that the rest of the world worked from like eight in the morning when the sun, you know, when you got up until, you know, we worked until 1231 o'clock because the sun in North Dakota, it can still be daylight at 11, 1130 in the summertime. Yeah. And so we worked until the sun went down and we'd come in and eat and, you know, it was nothing to be eating supper at midnight. Um, so I just assumed that's how the whole world worked. I didn't realize like people went to nine to five. And like I said, I didn't know there was electricians and plumbers that could do different things. So. Like, Wait a minute, I'm doing double shifts here. What the heck happened? <laughs> I know. I was just like, so, you know, I, it was embedded to be a workaholic is really what it happened, you know, because you didn't know any different. And, um, but I've always embraced in things that I love to do. So I've never like, felt like I was, and, and I did have some J-O-Bs along the way, but I didn't do well in them. I mean, I, I did them well and I was, you know, became managers and whatnot, but it was just, I felt constrained. I was just like, I couldn't control, you know, and when I had my children, I was like, hell no, no one else was raising my kids because that's my job, you know? So I had to, that was probably my biggest determination is, is that I was not going to do a nine to five in the daycare. I just, I wasn't going to buy into that because that's not how I was raised. You know, I sat on the battery of the tractor and, you know, was out plowing, you know, when I was two, three years old and, you know, my nap was on the side of the tractor and, you know, that's, I, but I was with my dad and, and I loved it. So I just wanted that for my kids as well. It's an awesome so, experience. Yeah. What a, a trade-off, you know. I've talked about this a few times with other people that like mom guilt kind of a thing. Like I, I did, I was working in a corporate job when I started my entrepreneurial, or when I became a mom, I should say. Um, and I, I struggled with that with my, my first daughter for a couple of years, feeling like, ah, oh, I need to be home and, you know, I should be there with her. I want to be there with her, right? Mm -hmm. But I was kind of groomed, I guess, for all these years of like, I'm supposed to be working here. Like mm -hmm. my family tells me I have a great job kid. and, you know, um, yeah. and now that, you know, I did, I guess it's been five years or more now, like fully jumped into the entrepreneurial world. I'm like, no wonder I always felt like, cause it's like, we're a different breed. We really, really are. Mm -hmm. And I just can't imagine ever, you know, going back to anything else um you know, i don't think i'm employable anymore either like i have not. way too many opinions <laughs> and ideas like i don't fit in i am not <laughs> i can tell you <laughs> but can i ask you was that some of the fondest memories you have like mm -hmm. waking up on a tractor and your dad's um, thing, you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it's not like that anymore right it's uh, no the other thing to that nine to five and then you know ship your kids off to somebody else type of thing you know what my playground was? A rock pile. 
Like there was, there was a rock pile that it was um, because of the wagons. I mean, it was my great grandfather and grandfather that homesteaded it. You know, there were, there were rock piles that were like uh, walls. And so they were all lined up neat. And so that was like my playground. And like, there was like old broken glasses of bottles and stuff. And I would, you know, pull them out all the treasures and I had a little house set up and, you know, I just, that was my playground. And, you know, I'd watch the, the rabbits run across, you know, there'd be a gopher come by and, you know, you prayed that there wasn't no skunks around and, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's, I love that area. And, you know, the wind was blowing and the best memory I have in all honesty is the old ice cream pail that had the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we'd put them like by the tree and they'd be warm because of the sun. And, you know, there'd be a, a thermos of like, you know, iced tea or lemonade. And, you know, that's, that was my day, you know? And I, I look at my grandchildren and I look at the kids nowadays and, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we have the same wallet by the way <laughs> the same wallet. yeah there you go it's a good one <laughs> so but yeah you know i mean they're they're on their phone they're checking out you know it's like what video can i watch can i watch a movie can i watch a movie it's like no we're gonna go on the trampoline no we're gonna like go we have horses and it's like we're gonna you know we're going out to the barn um mm -hmm. because they're just not getting that and um you know, my, my kids, you know, yeah, we had some struggles and whatnot, but, you know, I think being a parent is just the best thing. And, um, you know, in all, all aspects and I, kind of a funny story, I had one of the daughters, you know, you, you want to think they're all angels and not ever going to do any wrong. And, oh, she got, she got into a situation where she needed a probation officer. And so we sat on the other side of the, the, the judge and you know they were like okay um you know I, I think your mom would be a good probation officer you know because you know we're nice. away from there and um she leaned over and she looked at her and she goes um do you think I could have a real probation officer <laughs> my mom <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was like no I think your mom will do just fine you know so it was like 10 o'clock mom everybody else no it's like 11 I'm like 10 o'clock I'm your probation officer. You're going to be home at 10, you know? So, I mean, when you have that ability to really parent your kid, um, even when they make those mistakes, you know, that's, that's just, to me, that's what I was put on earth for, you know? Yeah. And you, like I said, you want to just think that they're all going to grow up to be princesses and ballet and there's not going to be any, you know, <laughs> any probation officers needed, but you know, when it happens, it's just those life lessons. And I'm glad I was there to help them through those valleys and, and to, to maneuver that because, um, you know, even my, we've got one left at home and, you know, like I, you know, <laughs> I always told the kids, I'm like, look, we're going to be in therapy at some point. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. Okay. So just, you know, <laughs> this is my decision and this is what we're doing, um, you know, but, I, um, you brought it back to memory. I have to share it before I forget, but I remember going out to the farm and like uh, the grandma and grandpa are there and uh and we're bored like i'm bored i'm because i'm like a busy body and i'm like i'm bored and they're like great <laughs> pick rocks and chase the pigs out of the potato patch yep <laughs> so i'm chasing these little piglets but like we actually spent the whole yeah. day doing that and literally chase these little piglets underneath the you know a <laughs> bunch of bushes and a fence and i stuck my head up and there was mama sow not happy whatsoever. <laughs> Like, you know, back then it's like, that's super dangerous. Like today you'd be like, okay, yeah. 
<laughs> Let's put a bubble around you. You would put <laughs> your phone in there. You <laughs> would make like the front page news now. Uh, yeah. Like a neglect. I can't child. believe you <laughs> left your kid out in a pile of rocks and a potato patch, right? Yeah. So yeah. sorry. I, I here's one thing, Ed. I started driving a tractor when I was five years old. Mm. Five years old, mm. and I couldn't reach the brake. And it was an old little Alice Chandler. And so dad always told me, if you get into trouble, turn the key off. That's, that's, was my stop, you know? So if, but at the same time, like, like motors and engines, like I can tell when we're low on oil, I can tell when, you know, there's, there's um, something wrong with the engine. Wow. I'm like, oh, you know, cause I learned growing up that you listened cause you didn't, if it broke down, oh my God, it was hell. You know, I was like, yeah. you broke this. No one. I was like, okay, dad, it's like, 109 years old okay at some point things break down you know not those old tractors <laughs> yeah, exactly no because it takes two wrenches and you can fix everything you know i know that's awesome that's but, awesome oh i love here i love hearing that story i did not grow up on a farm um and you know what i it, it's it's probably why i'm such a like ah, like i i barely eat meat now and it's because okay. i'm always thinking of the animals so if <laughs> we, i lived on a farm i yeah. don't know what would happen we're going to the lake this weekend and they're mm -hmm. having uh another couple at another place where we are is having a pig roast and she's like i can't go to the dinner no not me you're going with the buns ed like i'm gonna come <laughs> later once the pig is away and uh, like i just remember as a kid i think is maybe my first memory it's not that i haven't seen pig roast before but for some reason it sticks out in my head and it was like that was the first time i associated like meat to animal i shouldn't even talk about this because i'm going to put that in people's heads um, yeah no so anyways it's being on the sideline of what we taught our girls, we always had bucket calves where in the springtime, like especially, um, you know, if they lose the cow or whatever and, and you feed the bucket calves. So we had several of those throughout our history with the girls and their names were usually cheeseburger, hamburger, steak. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is over here just like. <laughs> framing it, right? You're like, this is the okay. reality of life. Okay, right? I have a bad joke since we're on this. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> What do you call a cow with no legs? Hamburger. Ground beef. Ground beef. Okay, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> That's not funny, but anyways, it was the perfect segue. That's her eight-year-old. Uh, <laughs> joke. It's the only joke I know, guys. She remembered. <laughs> she remembered. So, so anyway, so, so you're sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to tell you, and when we were in Kansas, 4-H was a big thing. And so we had a bucket calf and what they had like a decorated bucket calf where you would dress up the bucket calf and there was like a big show. So it was a um, Holstein and it was, um, what well, was a, it was a bull calf at the time. Um, but we called him milk dud and we dressed him up as a milk, a, a box of milk duds. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Awesome. That's to go with your little joke there, I just had to throw that in. No, so, no. I like it. So yeah. on this journey that you've gone through, so you're doing a virtual summit that's yes. coming up, and um, I know you wanted to talk about that. So because I could talk about this kind of stuff all the time because <laughs> it brings back memories. It's it's crazy when you're a child, the things that you remember, those little things like when you're out with somebody and they're working or this or that. So it's great to you're bringing up a bunch of memories for me. So so I'm just gonna do one last memory recall for you. Okay. When you went to grandma's house, did they have the lemon jops or the pink mints? Oh, pink mints. Or the black licorice? 
That's a good question. I don't remember. You didn't have? I remember them making vast quantities of, they used to slow cook chicken in cream and garlic and dill. So it would just like fall apart. It would melt in your mouth and pierogies and stuff like that. So that was the, what I remembered was the big, larger than life meals. Meals. Like and all day. Two or three loaves of bread toasted and chopped. And it was just, yeah. It's like that, that whole, sometimes I relate it back to a movie and you see like a, 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 a Thanksgiving dinner and it's like the bountiful table Beef. food. Mm -hmm. This was every Sunday for these guys. Like they, they were hardcore. <laughs> well, you know, me growing up on a farm, you woke up and you would have, you know, coffee in the morning and breakfast. And then at 11, you'd have brunch. At um, noon, you had dinner. At four o'clock, you had lunch. At six o'clock, you had supper. And you always had ice cream and popcorn before you went to bed. So we had anywhere from six to seven, maybe eight meals a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but that's like go 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 it's yeah. like i yeah. got this done you're milking cows you're doing this you're chasing uh piglets here <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is, right we needed it right nowadays yeah. we're very sedentary and we still eat the same way <laughs> i gain weight watching mccain's frozen food commercials on tv like, <laughs> chocolate cake i'm like oh, okay i gained i gained a half a pound watching this commercial <laughs> well, let's go get it <laughs> no the virtual life summit um part of my journey and like i said the entrepreneurship i've been doing it for 33 years um had a flower shop did landscape design did the restaurant um, and just to give you an idea because the restaurant a lot of people you know wondered you know about the the oil boom we were we were the bakken and tioga is actually the oil capital of north dakota um i worked for the city i tried to have that jlb for a little while and um i did get the um copyright for the oil capital of north dakota in in the um state capital so we got the little certificate and everything and um it was interesting because that boom was such a wild ride i mean literally um, we did anywhere from 850 to a million dollars out of a little A&W root beer stand. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. moved about 900 pounds of hamburger a week. Wow. wow. So, and to give you like from April to August, we did, uh, 68,000 milkshakes. <laughs> That's crazy. With one little milkshake maker, like we didn't have multiples, like, and a lot of them, I, one of my daughters, uh, Shelby and I, we did most of them because I could, the tracking system that we had, we knew who sold them. Um, and plus we, everyone would be like, make me a milkshake. And, you know, we did that. So it was a wild, wild ride. And um, it was interesting for me because we watched people come out here, you know, living in their cars. They actually used our, our bathroom for the shower. You know, I mean, they were doing everything just to, you know, get it going. And we'd watch them progress. You know, they'd start out with maybe like even just ordering a kid's meal because they couldn't afford like a full meal um, until they got those first few paychecks. And, um, you know, we helped a lot of people, you know, people would break down. And instead of just giving them a handout, I'd be like, yeah, go, go sweep the garage or, you know, the, the driveway out there and I'll, I'll give you a cheeseburger. You, you have no idea how much work I got done with cheeseburgers and milk. Oh milkshake. my gosh. That's awesome. I mean, that it, is it, awesome. It was crazy, but you know, I wanted to help them. I wanted to, and people knew that. And, and if there were some people like I knew, I'm like, I just have a synergy. I, I can read people really well. And if I knew like that's their only meal, I'd be like, oh man, they screwed up. I threw in some fries. Don't worry. You're not going to be charged for it. You know, and they'd just be like, you could just see like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm not going to starve, you know? And so I did a lot of that. Um, so it was a great experience. Um, 
but it was crazy. Like I worked, going back to that work ethics, I worked 267 days straight because when we first started going, you didn't know what was gonna happen. And it was nothing to have an order of 58 double bacon cheeseburgers in one phone call. I mean, it was crazy. And so we did, um, you know, ride that out. But with that, I also, oh, you have a little one. It's okay. <laughs> you started a of, of video bombing lately. Yes. <laughs> but um, so that was a really interesting ride. And like I did, you know, here I'm talking about marketing and, and being digital marketing. During that time period, I literally um, didn't pay for marketing. We did word of mouth. We ground our own meat, uh, meat and added our own seasoning. And I had printed up like probably, oh, close to, I should go back to Vista print and see how many it was, but our menus. And I would make sure I'd hand them out to everybody you know when they get their order and I'm like put this up in your visor so that you know where to find it and so that was the key like when you went into any vehicle like when they they even like the dealerships would say man we find your your menus everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but that was my marketing and, and the other thing is when somebody uh, had an order of like 10 or more uh, burgers we gave the driver a free milkshake because, you know, a lot of times they'd be like, hey, where do you guys want to eat? And, the, you know, the driver would be like the decision maker. So I was like, dude, you have to like smell these burgers all the way back to the rigs. So here's a milkshake, you know, and that that was my marketing. And um, it worked out well because, you know, we they served us well and we, we had a phenomenal ride with it. So but um, with that, I've always kind of went back to think and grow rich. That's always been kind of my, my base book. And when I look at all the mentors and everything I had, you know, that's really where that their base came from. And so when I kind of, I last 18 months, I've had a lot of ugliness and, you know, the pathway has been kind of not real fun, but I realized I needed to do something and, and you know, be authentic to myself. And so I've went back to the think and grow rich and I'm doing masterminds on it because I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we get hung up on the little things and we don't really make the pathway that we need to. So getting that clarity and understanding what true success is, um, you know, to be able to make decisions fast, but then slow to change them. And that's a, that's a, one of the guidelines and the, the principles of think and grow rich and you know understanding even the visualization and the dopamine and how that um the vision boards are really important because you get that visual daily um you know mantra in your head and you start to develop that and there's a lot of science that has been coming out in the, like the last five ten years um that now edifies and, and clarifies for you of what's going on and so, um, you know, I bring in a lot of different things to everybody that as they go through this mastermind. And one of them right now, I realized that I had some blockages, even though I was doing all this physical work, I needed, there was something going on. So I started looking at the, the healing, the spiritual part. And that's, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about, it. it's not think and grow rich, you know, just the financial, it's the relationships. It's the, you know, the, the networking that you do and, and these bonds, like, I mean, we're not even the same, you know, state, but yet we're, we're friends and we're talking to each other. Um, you know, and even in my network, I have people in South Africa and, and New Zealand and, and, you know, it's just exciting to see all these people from all over the world, but I'm on my little computer and, you know, in the middle of nowhere, we discuss that, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, my goal is to take each chapter and then just bring in something. The mindset and the leadership development is, was important. And so I've got that summit that I did in January. 
or into December. And now I'm going to be doing the spiritual healing. And I've got people, like I said, they're doing Reiki, they're doing Qigong. Um, and there's just so many different aspects and even the essential oils and the jewelry, you know, there's rocks and crystals that you can do. And so everybody has a different way and needs different, you know, everyone has different needs. Um, you know, I always say, you know, in our gene pool, we have five daughters out of the same gene pool, but man, their personalities are so different. <laughs> it's like, how does that happen? You know? <laughs> and so, um, that's why I'm trying to bring in, I've got right now, I've got, um, I think we'll have 15. Um, I've, I've confirmed about 10 and you can see back here, I've got the list. I've got some great speakers coming in um, and it'll be May 22nd through the 24th. Um, and then um, if you want the all access pass, it'll be $97. So you can kind of, you know, hear all of them. Some of them are going to actually be doing some healings. Some of them are just going to be teaching. Um, some are going to do some question and answers. So um, it'll be very interactive. You'll be able to, you know, if you, in any of them, no matter, you know, what they're doing, you have the ability to ask questions. So if you're kind of intrigued of, you know, what their teaching is, um, you can jump on and, and ask a question and, you know, we'll, we'll answer it and give them feedback on it. So. I love it. You know, it's funny, something you, as you've been talking about all this, I was thinking about, it's like, and, and it's somebody else that I had heard. It's like, like vision boarding, thinking with purpose. And I realized I'm one of those guys that has like that ancient brain where it's like, I'm walking by a bush. There's definitely the line behind it. And if you're thinking negatively, like you're looking for the line behind the bush, there's going to be a line behind the bush. So I love what you're talking about and, and, and this path and having the ability to kind of, you know, it's something I'm trying to do more with purpose myself where I'm mm -hmm. get up in the morning and like thinking of like positive stuff, thinking of, you know, okay, I can envision us being here and growing and what we're doing. And, and obviously when you do that, you're, you're self manifesting it, you're, you're presenting it and not exactly. Completely. One thing I'm going to challenge you, because this is really important, knowing the scientific of the science, you know, we talk about the melatonin is at night, um, because that's when your brain starts going down, and the oxycodone and uh, the dopamine. If in the morning, before, um, I actually have my alarm set up so that I meditate like three times during the day, so I was yeah. like, whoop, it's my meditation time, so here we go, no. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, before the sunlight hits your eyes. If you can, as you're waking up, before you take in that light, if you can just stop and start that visualization, like, you know, let's say you need to manifest $10,000 a month. Maybe that's, that's your goal. Um, and I just say the financial part right now, because that's the easiest one to vision. So in that, visualize that money being deposited into your accounts. Um, visualize those clients, you know, picking up, maybe you need two more clients, maybe you need, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, four more transactions. But before the sunlight actually hits your eyes, if you can be in silence and just meditate and look on that, that's the beginning of the whole, that's when your brain is the most powerful and it turns and before that sunlight hits it. And then the same thing when you go to bed, um, when that darkness comes right before you fall asleep, if you can be visualizing, if you can do those two steps, the manifestation and just the, the, the bringing that in um, can be so powerful. And a lot of people don't realize that they don't understand, you know, nobody's teaching that that's, that's the mechanical part. We think, oh yeah, go do visualization. 
okay, how do I do that? You know, um, so this is where you can get the best results. And the people, what I do is I have a mastermind. It's a free mastermind. And we have 17 days that we intensely go a deep dive into Think and Grow Rich. So each day we're studying a chapter and we're, how does that apply to you in the mastermind? And you are able to really apply it to your own life. And that's part of one of the things that we talk about is, you know, the visualization. How can we do this? How can, what's the mechanics of it? And where, where can I make this really, you know, manifest and, and become what I want it to be? So I love that, you know, meditation is something that I would say I've only really started doing the last couple of years. I'm not as consistent with it as I should be. Um, but you know, this launch and stuff that we've, we've been a part of last night, you know, probably two hours before it's ending, I'm getting all in my negative space, right? Cause I'm like, I had a goal and I'm not there. And I literally like forced myself like I found a meditation on YouTube I'm like this is what I need this is what I'm looking mm -hmm. for and I forced myself into the meditation and it's so funny like when you can get in that state because I was like fighting myself because I'm laying there I'm trying to relax and my brain's saying no it's not gonna work and I'm like yes it is just do it just do it mm -hmm. and then when you finally get there and that's exactly what I did I visualized okay you yeah. know like this is my goal this is where I'm at you know I felt my body I felt my thoughts yeah. I pulled in, you know, my angels and, and visualized them, you know, putting their hands on a, on a, like a, an orb, right. And holding it. And then it was slowly filling up blue, like water. And once yeah. it was like, it was just like, it was so beautiful. And I was like, okay. And guess what? You know what? It changed my state yeah. and I hit my goal. Right. Exactly. So I, I a hundred percent get it. And you know, we, we, Sorry, we put our thoughts and our energy out there all the time without purpose, right? Yeah. So when you start doing yeah. it with purpose and understanding that, it's amazing what the universe gives back to you. Yeah, so I get it. So I think the big thing people and and you know, Joe Dispensia talks about this. We are all just energy. You know, we don't, you know, your a lot of people are like our soul is in the energy, but our energy is in the soul. And the thing is, is once you realize those vibrations and even, you know here's the thing you're talking about the bush and the lion you get that vibration that that lion's back there and you create it and you know it that's the negativity that's back there but when you also say wait a minute i'm in control and when you learn to control the mind i mean that's like the hugest aspect and you know my kids they listen to different music and i'm like you become what you listen and they just get so mad at me but it's like in their teenage years it's like look you are you're putting those thoughts in your brain you need to have good things in those that music that's a vibration that's a training you know and even we were talking about the podcast what are people doing and you think about it you know these pods are literally in your brain and so if you are putting good things in there you know, that's a good thing. Um, but at the same time, those kids, if they're not putting the good things, I mean, that's why I think we see so many shootings in these schools because there's nobody encouraging them to, you know, pay attention to what you're feeding your brain because that's, that's very powerful. Yeah. It's kind of like video games, right? If you're oh. conditioning all these kids to play video games and killing and killing and killing and killing, like Fortnite is a big deal or whatever. And all you're doing is conditioning something that then you're detached to really. You become what you think about. Yep. Yeah, yeah, crazy could, if you could really understand that you become what you think about yeah. it, that it, once you get that, you're like, Oh my God, I need to like, and here's with my kids. We have not had TV paid TV for 24 years. 
and I raised some pretty normal kids. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, you know, I had watch TV. If it was up to me, we wouldn't have a TV in the house. <laughs> I challenge you to shut it off because, you know, and it's interesting because like there's, there's two things. My daughter was in the hospital. She had some pneumonia. So she actually had to stay in the hospital for about three days. And by the first day she called me and she's like, mom, bring me some books. I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, on TV, all they talk about is cat litter, um, the pens, and there was like one other thing. <laughs> She was so tired of the commercials and she was like, I'm done with it. I'm shutting it off. Bring me some books. And um, then one time we were talking, it was the new year and my daughter came home from a friend's house and she goes, mom, do you realize that we've never watched the ball fall? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, they film that on TV. It's live. And we've never seen that. And I'm like, did you stay awake for it last night? And she's like, no. And I'm like, so why do we need TV? <laughs> I love it. All of her friends stayed awake from her, but she didn't. So I was like, well, what's the purpose? You know? yeah. So they never missed out on anything. They're pretty normal kids. Well, not pretty normal. They are very normal, very successful. And, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that there is, there's, and there again, think of what do they do? They're marketing. All they're trying to do is get you to sell. Hey, you got a turtle. What's his name? Is it Tommy? Okay. Go play with the turtle, Jax. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. We do have an animal, <laughs> a hyperallergenic yeah. animal. We have lots of allergies. That's the best we yeah. could do. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I have about, uh, well, I think we have nine horses. Out. Well, we got babies. So if you ever, oh my God. yeah, you'll have to have the kids watch. Every once in a while, I go Facebook Live with the babies out there. So oh, yeah. actually, I thought about actually setting up out in the barn with the horses in the background, but it was too windy. So I was like, uh, we'll just do, we'll do the office. Oh, that that would have been, been really cool. cool. So, so we like to always ask our guests, um, as a bit of a challenge, it's like, so what would you say is your biggest superpower? Oh, man. I, you, you kind of mentioned that that was going to be my question. I was like, oh, I got to come up with something really good. But, you know, my superpower that I really want to get to is I want to be able to be authentically me and show up and get paid to be me. Um, so my superpower is just living with who and what I am and, um, you know, helping other people understand that, you know, they're there is something in them that everybody needs to know about. Everybody has, you know, something that they can help. And so my superpower is to just help people get that clarity. Um, you know, that's, that's my, my goal is to just help others and, and help them understand that no matter what their situation is, no matter how ugly, I mean, I've, you know, you know, we, we went through bankruptcy. We've been through, obviously, you know, my husband left me. So we've been through the marriage part of it. Um, you know, we've been through losing my parents. Um, you know, there's just been so much ugliness. So I could really easily say, screw life, I'm out of here. But, you know, through all of it, there's something more for me. I've, I've got a larger purpose. And so I'm just living here and, and open to, you know, what direction I need to go. So... That's awesome. That is that's kind awesome. of a long, long answer, but. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a great answer. And you know what? I said this before. I don't know if it was when we were being recorded or not, but I think it's amazing that you, you know that and you're following your heart and you're taking care of yourself while you're doing yeah. that. And you're not afraid to, you know, start over obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. You've been through a lot of things. And I think there's a lot of people that could learn from you and be inspired that'll help them get through yeah, those times for sure. too, right? Yeah. 
yeah. You know, it's interesting because one of the, um, as I've been doing the spiritual healing and the energy healing, I've kind of been following different people just to kind of see, you know, where they're at and if they'd be a good fit. And so a lot of them, um, Sam and Laura, Laurie are coming on and they, they do readings in the cards. And it was funny because just the other night when I, you know, I mean, there's, we all have these moments like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just, everything's piling up and you just want to just say, you know, especially for me, I'm like, I'm headed to Canada. You know, I don't, I'm not coming back. I'm not going through the border. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like new identity. I'm like, I'm done with this. Right. <laughs> um, and I think we all as entrepreneurs, there's always those little moments where you just think, ah, I'm done. You know, I want to be over this. Um, but then, you know, down in your heart, you're like, nope, it's not ready. But anyway, Sam did a card and, you know, it was interesting because it, I had, you know, kind of some bad moments and, um, you know, I just jumped into their group and, and they, he, pulled up the cards and it was on, you have the ability, you are so strong, you have the ability to um, get through this and you are going to, you know, you're going to become greater than, than what you can even imagine. And just in those cards of reaffirming to me that I needed to hear that, because when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have anybody else. So you get these thoughts going on. I mean, at least you guys have each other, but even I know I, I worked together with my husband through all these years. So I know that's not always the best thing either. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But we do, even though you're together, you're you're still not together. You know, I mean, you have your own thing going on. But, you know, just to have that confirmation from the universe, because obviously Sam doesn't know me, he doesn't know me from Adam. And, you know, for him to just read that affirmation to me that, no, you have greatness in you, you need to go on. And it's like, for me right now, I need that because I don't have that. Um, but at the same time, with the mastermind, I have a very strong nucleus where I can call and, you know, it's like, that's part of the, you know, gathering together your mastermind and, and, you know, his recommendation is to grab eight to 10 people that are your support team. And, you know, that you can depend on them and say, I am having a bad day. And, you know, I, I do the same thing. They'll call me up and they'll be like, I don't, and I'm like, damn it, get your shit together. You know, this is just a little valley. And, you know, I come with the tough love because it's like, I know them and I know, but I can empathize because I've been in that valley. Um, so that's really, really important. You know, grab that mastermind, grab that eight to 10 people and, you know, get them on your side, get them to, you know, believe in your beliefs and, and full heartedly want to see you succeed. Because as entrepreneurs, if you don't have that, it's going to be a long, long road um, because you need, you need that support no matter where you're at. Well, you the know. community is the biggest piece. Oh, for and sure. I mean, once I started plugging into exactly that and the cool thing about, you know, the internet and stuff is that like you were talking about, it doesn't have to be local anymore either. Mm -hmm. Like there are people all over the world who think like you want what you have and want to support each other. Yeah. Um, like I'm a huge fan of masterminds, um, you know, because when you're surrounded by like-minded people, like there's magic that happens, A, but then there's also a difference. Like, you know, like your family and friends or the other people in the other buckets, like you can still have those relationships, but where you can really like geek out and feel each other's passion and stuff is inside of those communities. So yeah. as an entrepreneur, a hundred percent, I think that that is one of the most valuable. And I think like, you need it to keep your sanity, right? Yeah. There, there's no stability in entrepreneurship, really. <laughs> so, so at least if there's other people who are going crazy with you, you start to feel normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And, and it's funny, there's a bit of a misnomer. It's like, 
this, you, you, sorry, you can have a business and have a dozen staff and be married and living your life and doing your entrepreneurial journey and actually feel lonely. Yeah. Like in the sense, not like lonely from home relationship, but just lonely in yeah. the entrepreneurial journey. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are working okay. from home and have a, have a computer system and you're just doing your work from online. It could be that you have a facility and you have a bunch of staff and you have management and you have those layers and you're like, man, or even have a business partner and still feel lonely. So it's incredible to have always to think of, uh, you know, that there are, you know, tribes that you can find. There is support yeah. out there. There's people that you can network with and mastermind with and, and feel that sense of community. And it's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not abnormal here. You know, I think the big thing is that synergy that's created, um, you know, because everybody, you know, even, you know, relatives and, and friends, you know, they want to see you succeed, but there's a part of them that doesn't understand that they, you know, they're actually can hold you back. Yeah. But when you get around like-minded people and that synergy is created, it's like, you know, they know you're going to go through hell at times and they know you're going to have successes, but they know at the end, they're there to help you and to pick you up when they need you and, you know, also kick you in the butt when you need that too. So, um, and, and cheer along, you know, all the wins and excitements as well. So yeah, it's, it's very, very important. So amazing. So do you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so right. um, as a couple and you um, obviously have started a new journey because you haven't always worked together. Mm -hmm. What? It's two o'clock it, just so you know. <laughs> I thought it was my it. stomach. I'm like, what the? <laughs> so if you had couples that were coming into business together, what piece of advice would you give them that maybe if you would have known earlier on in your journey, it would have made things just a little bit easier. Hmm. I'm going to say the biggest thing is um, sorting out your roles right away. Mm -hmm. um, not just your roles as in tasks and stuff, but the expectations and make sure that that communication is clear. Mm -hmm. So even at the beginning, I know it sounds crazy, but like have even a job description whether you create your own and you hash that out. And um, because, I mean, we still have to, you know, kind of figure, figure that out exactly for ourselves. But I would say that that's the biggest piece of advice because we trip over each other mm -hmm. a little bit. We work differently. We're different people. Yeah. And um, you know what? I, I think we spent about three months easy trying to make the other person be the other person <laughs> no. and I, I might have done it again yesterday I don't know <laughs> there's but, one moment right <laughs> when you are like it's a unique partnership right it's funny because you do life together you know you raise a family together you make decisions together but the business side is new for us we've always ran our own businesses made our own decisions and kind of you know gave each other updates but we weren't entangled in it together mm -hmm. so just also we're really diving into too, like what yeah. our superpowers are, what are our strengths, yeah. where should you focus and where should I be focusing mm -hmm. and not trying to um, outdo each other. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like Ed at home, like when he does the dishes, he wants, he wants a sticker, you know, when <laughs> <laughs> 
in business Christian, when I do the something. The whole wall good. would be covered no. in stickers. <laughs> there would be no stars for her. Let's put it that so way. when I when I in business, when I do something that I want a sticker. So it's just understanding. It's funny, like the different ways that we also need or want praise or attention, if that makes sense. So here's a here's a question on that. Have you guys done um the um the love languages, the five five or seven love languages? Have you ever read that? You know what? I actually listened to a podcast probably about three months ago, and it was the Rise Up with Rachel Hollis and her husband, and they interviewed the man who wrote that book, and they talked about those love languages. So I do actually want to get it. I don't know if there's an exercise, but we definitely have different love languages. I would I would read that because that would help both of you because you understand. And then also even I'm a disc, you know, certified disc um, in the, oh, the personality traits. Yeah. And that part is a big, huge thing because like, you know, he is receiving love through recognition where you may receive love through um, a gift. And when you can see and understand what your love languages is and, and even just your personality trait, it's like, oh, and like for me, I'm a high D. I'm like dogmatic, you know, get it done. You know, we've got a purpose and, you know, just do it. I don't need to give you all the, you know, I don't need to give you a why because it needs to be done, yeah. you know, but that's my personality. And when you know that and you understand, and you know, Dave was a C and it was like, he needed that praise. He needed that. Wow. You did the dishes, you know? And I'd be like, you know, that's what he needed, but I would be like, damn it. It's a daily routine. Just get it done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and it's true. And that, that's the biggest part. Right. Um, so, you know, when I say the rules, but it goes deeper, like you said, just, like having understanding and patience of each other. It's funny, we've been together like 11 years and I feel like I'm getting to know him again in that sense. Yeah, for sure. You know, where it's like, okay. And like you said, like I'm, I am a high D as well. He is a high I and I think D is his low. Like, so we are like, and I don't really make decisions with emotion, right? Like I'm very factual and it's like, it has to make sense. And then let's just da 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 da. Um, and yeah, like he's a bit different that way, but he's also more of the nurturer, right? Mm -hmm. So he brings me a coffee and <laughs> that's very special and important to him. To me, I'm like, okay, great. Like and, I have one every lunch. day. Like, do you and know what I mean? <laughs> but also being aware of it, that right. when I bring him one, it's like, he really loves that. To me, I'm like, well, even compliments. I'm horrible with compliments. Like he compliments me all the time, and I get like annoyed. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know. So, okay, here's what one thing I have to learn. What do you want? <laughs> Why are you not telling me that? <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a challenge. Okay. Uh, for the next 21 days, oh my, when you go to bed, <sighs> I want you to tell each other what you are grateful for the day. Okay. We've heard that theme a couple times lately. I think the universe is telling us that that's something we should do. Like it, I, somebody said it even in the morning. It's like, okay, this is the morning routine. Get I up. guess here's the thing. Where do you guys connect the most? Like a lot of times people, when they go to bed together, so that's like they're, you know, and there's no kids around and they can really, you know, embrace it. Cause it needs to be a quiet time where you can actually hear each other, but yeah. just make sure you stay awake long enough to hear the other person's gratitude. Oh, okay. will get you in a lot of trouble. He's a morning person. <laughs> I'm a night person. So yeah, when that's I'm ready to start, he's like sleeping and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, anyways, she used I to do that. that. I'd be putting a baby to bed. I'd fall asleep and I'd get the slap in the forehead. 
Why are you listening? What are you doing? Anyways, we're going to do that challenge. I love it. Even if, okay. even if we don't feel like there's something in the moment, we're going to do it. Yep. And I'm going to check in with you guys. I'll be your accountability partner. So. Okay. okay. If you're on Boxer, send us a message and be like, I will, I will put you on Boxer. I am on Boxer. We'll, we'll hook up. So, but you got it. And I'm doing it to both of you. So it's not just, you know, her saying, Hey, we got a Boxer. It'll be a reminder. So, but it's interesting when you do that. If you get blocked, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll be on the phone all right buddy get me <laughs> i know it's really bad now so now you're getting the phone call <laughs> yeah. no no but it's really important because when you start living life through gratitude when you start looking for the good when yeah. then the lions go away you know you you change your whole persona and it's amazing how much more you know life will bring you and people don't understand that the power of our brain the power of our thoughts if you can grasp that you can understand that you can get out of the rut you can actually you know make your life what you want because I think people get into this nine to five and they think I go to work you know I've done my 40 hours we're gonna go to soccer on Thursday we got a you know tournament on Saturday and oh it's Monday again and you know pretty soon 52 52 weeks have went by or 52 Mondays and you're like oh that was another year you know and it's like You've got to change your attitude. You've got to control your thoughts. And if you can take yeah. control of your mind, your whole world can change. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. I love it. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so if our viewers or listeners want to get in touch with you, how, how can they do that? Where should we direct them? Uh, Facebook is a good one. Um, I will drop a link to you guys on my, um, it's called the uh, 2019 think and grow rich mastermind that's my group um, that I is, is probably the easiest one because um, I, we've got people from all over there and uh, that's probably my consistent one or you can just find me on Facebook um, and just sometimes if you just tell her hey mom I usually answer to that, that pretty well <laughs> awesome all right well all thank right. you very much thank Appreciate you so much time. for joining us we, we loved having you and um, hearing about what you're doing now I think you're gonna impact a lot of lives well, I appreciate it. And I know we went over our 20 minute goal there, but I think um, it's been fun. And I look forward to hearing about the challenge and uh, seeing that transformation in you guys. And uh, I wish you nothing but success. And if you ever need anything, if there's any way I can serve you, please reach out to me because I'd love to help you in any way I can. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye bye.